listening to episode 15, chapter 1 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. We're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us today and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're talking to Pastor Daryl Dash. Daryl is a pastor and church planter in Toronto with over 25 years of ministry experience. He also has a doctorate of ministry degree from Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. He's written the book, How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Life, and currently serves as the pastor of Liberty Grace Church in Toronto. He and his wife Charlene are the co-founders of The Gospel for Life, and they're both passionate about helping people grow. So I'm a little jealous of Chris right now. When he recorded this interview, I was out of town, so unfortunately I did not get the privilege of joining in on the conversation with Daryl Dash. However, having listened to it, I am super excited to let you guys in on this conversation with Daryl. His book, How to Grow, is really what daily growth discipleship is all about. And in this chapter, we jump right into the story of the gospel, and its value for our own spiritual growth. And this is exactly what Daily Growth Discipleship is all about. Like we say at the beginning of every chapter of the Daily Growth Discipleship podcast, we hope and pray that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow in the everyday moments of life. And it's these everyday moments of life where the gospel of Jesus Christ meets us and transforms us. So I'm really excited to share with you our conversation with Daryl Dash. All right, we're here with Pastor Daryl. Daryl, welcome to the podcast. Chris, thanks for having me on. It's really good to see you. I'm really excited to talk with you because you have written a book about how to grow. And as soon as I saw your book, I, I had to grab a copy of it because, you know, our platform is called Daily Growth Discipleship. And so... Reading a book called How to Grow means I don't have to do as much work on figuring this whole thing out. So I was like, instantly, I've got to have this conversation. And um, I thought a good place to start, though, is just what led you to write the book How to Grow? You know, there were a couple of things. Uh, I wrote it as a pastor. I'm planting a church in uh, downtown Toronto and uh, watching the people come in to uh, worship every week. I just began to realize, uh, I don't know, as a pastor, sometimes I get uh, a little bit lost in just the week by week, Sunday by Sunday, you know, got to play in the next service and uh, just began to think, I've got to actually go deeper. Our calling is to make disciples. At the same time, my wife, uh, I mentioned in the book, she began working for uh, an online nutrition company. And I always say, like, I don't know if you can come up with a shadier uh, sounding company than, you know, online nutrition, right? I think of snake oil and pills, but they turned out to be really legit. And I watched, uh, they gave her a bunch of uh, daily habits and none of them were that big. None of them were that spectacular. But over the course of two or three years, I watched her life significantly change. And I began to realize um, after a while, I would talk to her and say, they're actually discipling you. They're taking all this field of nutrition science, breaking it down into simple, practical steps you can take to apply that in your life. And I began to realize uh, that's what I need to do as a pastor. I need to take the riches of the gospel 
And uh, I love living there, right? I love living in the theology textbooks and uh, all of that stuff. But how do I bring that down to a simple practical level where uh, the people who are coming to my church can apply that to their life and actually know the steps they need to take to grow? So that's kind of what got me thinking. And uh, my wife and I would talk about that, and that eventually led to the book. Awesome. Um, I love the way you start the book off because you begin where I think most of us fail and, uh, or, or we skip over it. And I want to, I think this will come up in a little bit when we start talking about some of the later chapters, but you feel it's necessary to go over the gospel and sort of lay a good foundation of it. And the reason why I'm saying I think we, we skip it is because we, we think it's too, simplistic, and we want to move on to more of the uh, advanced studies. And uh, so, um, just real quick, I thought that you could give a real brief synopsis of why, because the first chapter is just the best news ever and what it means for you. Um, Why is understanding the gospel's story in particular so important for setting a foundation for our growth? Yeah, I think for a long time, Chris, I, I did what a lot of people do. I thought, oh, I've got the gospel, and now I've, I've got to figure out the Christian life uh, kind of on my own. I never said it that way, but it was almost like uh, the, the gospel is the way you enter the Christian life. And then from there, it's sort of, you know, a bunch of practical things that we just do. And I, I could never figure out why am I so frustrated? I, I never seem to have the, you know, I, I can't make progress like I thought I would. Uh, I'm, I'm really struggling with a lot of guilt. Um, and something I find, I talk to a lot of even pastors and uh, a lot of people who might not be pastors, but I would consider very spiritually mature people. And in moments of honesty, they just say, I really struggle to believe that God loves me. Uh, I can, the pastors say I can preach a great message on how God loves us. But when it comes to me, I kind of feel like I'm the exception, like God loves everybody. There's no sin too big enough, uh, too big to disqualify us from God's love, except for maybe mine. And and so I think this reality is, uh, number one, we grow by the gospel. Uh, Tim Keller, I think, said it's not just the ABCs of the Christian life. It's the A to uh, Z of the Christian life. It's it's everything. And, uh, and, and then as well, you know, I'm... I'm an avid reader. I love reading self-help books. And here's a realization that I've come to. It doesn't matter how many self-help books I read. It doesn't matter how much I look within myself for the resources to change. It's not there. I can improve incrementally. But when you're talking about growing into the image of Christ, I can do absolutely nothing. That takes the riches of the gospel to uh, tap into, you know, everything that the gospel promises. And so that really led me to uh, beginning the book uh, with the gospel. And I read a review recently that said I, I could have actually missed chapter one and I, you know, it would have been okay. And cause Daryl gets practical. And I actually think the opposite. I think cha- I could skip the rest of the book and uh, just say, you know what? Chapter one is what it's all about. Like, we got to apply that, but without the gospel, we don't have any place to begin with. So uh, it's so central that we begin with the gospel. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and uh, that's why I love that you start with it, because you're right. If we 
I think if we get the gospel correct, or at least if we can um, start getting people to think the right questions, like once we get the right questions, I believe, um, like that's the hard work. Like, and if you're honestly seeking, then the Lord genuinely wants you to find those answers that you will discover them. And it's kind of the same thing with the gospel. If, if we can really get that in our heart, the rest of the practical things will take care of themselves. I mean, there are good steps, there are good practices and, and habits and techniques and all that sort of stuff that will help accelerate us and get us there much quicker. And so that's what I love that you've done in the book, but you're absolutely right. If we miss the gospel, I think we've missed it all. And um, there was even a story, I was in a small group at a church I was attending, and our worship leader even said we were going around and talking about you know, areas that we struggled with. And um, in this particular area we were talking about was sharing our faith. And he admitted that one of the reasons why he probably didn't share his faith as much as he thought he should was because pure vulnerability is that he didn't think he understood the gospel well enough. <laughs> and um, so I absolutely thank you for beginning this way, because you're right. And it's so simple. I mean, it really is, like, you're not just sort of going through the ABCs of salvation, the Romans wrote in that. I mean, you're really talking about the story and how that story connects to us. I mean, it becomes our story um, through reading Scripture, and so um, it's very accessible. So, yeah, it's a great way of good. beginning. Oh, thank you, Chris. That's good to hear. And so, yeah, it sets us up for growth. I think once we—the other benefit of starting with the gospel is then we begin to understand what's at stake, and we understand why it is that we need to grow at all, because, again, I think sometimes we have a misconception that says, oh, I've accepted Jesus as Lord, I'm, I'm good, you know, I don't—there's no more—there's uh, nothing more I need to do. And there's not in the way of salvation. I mean, we've been secured in that, but there's a lifetime ahead of us of learning to walk and follow Jesus, and grow in that relationship. So maybe we could just define what we mean by the word grow, because we can't attach so much um, baggage to it. You said you were an avid reader of the self-help books, and many of the books that you've read, you mentioned the book I've also read, so um, I think we're kindred spirits in, the, in that uh, regard. So we can become really confused on what we mean when we say grow, especially when we're talking about it in the Christian context. Yeah, and and in there, uh, this is where I wish my uh, I often think I need to give my wife co-writing credit. She never really wrote a word of it, but and yet everything is a result of conversations we've had together. And one of her passions is saying, you know, growth isn't just spiritual growth. I, I think we've almost developed a semi-gnostic view that you you can compartmentalize our life. Like we have this is the spiritual part of my life. And then this is my marriage and this is my work and this is my emotions and this is my exercise. And actually, God wants it all, right? All of life comes under his lordship. And and so I began to think about growth, not just being, you know, becoming a better Christian, so to speak, on a Sunday or uh, doing devotions. But it really is about uh, all of life, all of our life being conformed to the image of God. And uh, I love what Jeff Vanderstelt says. It's the ongoing process of submitting all of life to Jesus and seeing him saturate our entire lives and our world with his presence and power. And I love that, just the whole idea of God in every part of our lives. Uh, in the book, I, I do talk about spiritual growth being a little bit different than what we think about or growth in general. I used to have this picture of growth being 
you know, I grew up in a, a church that was a good church, but it was like all churches, a little bit quirky. Uh, and some of the people I thought were the most spiritually mature were also the most uptight sometimes. And I, I think I had this picture that, oh, to become a, a spiritually mature person is to become maybe a little uh, less removed from everyday life, maybe uh, a little bit more serious, as opposed to this whole idea, no, it's it's God moving into every area of our life, of us being becoming more human, the image of God being restored in our humanity and actually becoming who God intended us to be and becoming more joyful too. So I love that image of, of growth a lot more than, you know, just thinking about becoming uh, maybe better at doing my devotions. I think it's much bigger than that. How does that, um, how has that changed your, your life coming to that realization that, and I'm quoting here, you hear spiritual growth didn't have much to do um, with going to school, paying the bills, working, or parenting. And instead, the, the ordinary everyday bits of life are really where God is, is, is actually deeply concerned with those. Um, once you recognized that that was true, um, how did you end up like working the gospel out in your life in that season? Yeah, I think I'm still doing that. And I, I think I, I it, it's funny, I almost feel like I keep having to relearn that lesson. Uh, but one of the ways, honestly, I do that is uh, just by, I read the pray, A Praying Life by Paul Miller. And uh, Paul talks about uh, the whole idea of manage, managing our life through prayer. And uh, I love, uh, it's a great book. I don't know if you've read that book. I don't uh, think but I he have. talks about Oh, it's so good. I think it changed my prayer life. There's this one idea in there he had. Uh, he was struggling with his, his, especially one of his uh, kids has special needs. And he was getting to the end of the rope, his rope, trying to figure out how to handle uh, her and just trying all these things and realizing that nothing he was trying was working. And he one day had this realization, like, why don't I try to, he was praying and he would stop praying and actually yell at her as a way to kind of manage it. And one day I just had this idea that instead of trying to deal with it on my own, this is part of what it means to be, my, my fathering is part of what it means to be a disciple, a follower of Christ. And so he said, why don't I actually make this something that I'm praying about? And he, he began to see prayer as not just something we do as one part of our lives, but actually it's, it's the recognition that we're living our whole life with God and that we can kind of offload some of uh, the things we're trying to carry on our own and, and make that just part of, you know, God is wor at work in my life in every detail. So at least one of the ways I try to do that is to pray about everything now, like praying about my marriage, praying about parenting, praying about the work I have to do today, praying about even the uh, today. This morning was a bit of an admin day, right? It's the kind of day that at least I hate. Praying about that, praying about the stuff that I don't really see as being very spiritual, but believing that God is involved with all of it. And that is so hard to do. Um, Josh and I are sort of in the season. We have both young kids, five or under. And I've got three. He's got two and one on the way. And um, yeah, trying to learn to be a disciple, <laughs> even in the moments when you're driving in the car and the kids are screaming in the back, you know, and, and you're just trying to concentrate and get everybody home alive, and then you've got to make dinner. It, it, 
it's so easy to disconnect those moments from our, our spiritual lives and, and recognize that even in those moments we're following Jesus. And, and, and then how, that, how the gospel affects our hearts, affects our minds in those moments to, to try to find peace and, and give that over. It, it, it's really difficult. But I love that we're talking about this now because I wish I, wish I would have grown up with um, this mindset at least thinking that that was to come. I want to take a moment and reiterate the purpose of the Daily Growth Discipleship podcast. Chris and I are on a journey. Really, all Christians, if you're following Christ, are on a journey to live a lifestyle of discipleship. And when we say lifestyle, we mean all of life. It's not about what you do on Sundays or how you behave as a Christian. It's about how you parent, how you live in relationship with your spouse, how you act toward your parents, how you work, how you behave in the stores, and how you buy things and sell things. It's about everything in life. And so I want to challenge you today to look at your entire life, everything that you do today, every moment of this day, as something that you are giving to Jesus and that you're allowing Him to work on in you. So whether you're driving through traffic, getting out of your car, going into work, getting off work, going to the store to buy groceries, whatever it might be, each and every one of those moments is an opportunity for you to grow and become more like Christ. And that's why I appreciate Daryl's book, How to Grow, so much. It really is about making every area of your life submitted to Christ so that the entirety of your life is about becoming more like Him. Thanks for listening to the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening at Daily Growth, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. Or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.